Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by Culture at NL Libraries. Welcome everyone to another edition of our podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian for Culture NL. Um, I am joined today in this episode with two of our Login to Learn team, Hilary Petrie and Phyllis Canavan. Um, welcome guys to the podcast. Thank you for having us on. Nice to be here. <laughs> and today, because we are doing at the moment Think Learn Libraries, which is our learning fortnight, we thought we'd give the podcast a bit of a kind of learning spin this week. So this week's title for the podcast is Books, Learning and Arrest. So we're going to focus a little bit, I think, on a little initiative we have launched since we went into lockdown called ISOLearn. Um, Hilary, can I pass you to kind of give you a wee what it's all about? Yep. So, um, like you say, when we went into to lockdown, we were very aware that we had suddenly not got the same relationship with our, our learners that we have usually. Um, in Login to Learn, we tend to spend a lot of our time working with people who need access to IT uh, and maybe helping with skills, but also just providing that that link on and, and directing people to some good resources. So we quickly decided that actually there was so much coming up uh, quickly as so many different organisations and platforms started to make things available that we would try and pull some of it together in a kind of curated list. And that's what essentially ISOLearn has become. Um, so from our initial sets of resources, um, which we've, we've put under things like Listen and Explore, uh, Relaxing and Nurturing and Looking at Family History, we've been adding to it as we've gone along and it's about just encouraging people to pick up into learning as well and to remember that learning's not just about hitting the books and that that kind of school traditional learning if you like um it's a kind of more holistic thing it's it's, it's actually sometimes things that we do to relax can actually have a learning element to to them as well so it's, it's a kind of overall dip in look at some of the things we've picked up um, that we think might be quite interesting at this point um, and see what you learn in isolation. Fantastic, yeah. So I think um, what we'll do is, I think we'll run through the various topic headers we've got in, in isolearn there and, um, and kind of maybe just pick out one or two week kind of favourites from each one of us. Um, we'll start off with the, the L from learning, so we'll go with listening uh, or listen. Um, I'll kind of throw in, I wanted to put in I was considering putting in our own podcast into here, but <laughs> but since you're since if you're listening to this, you'll already be on it, so you don't really get a plug for that. But so I'll I'll kind of put in another podcast as well. I I've been listening a little bit to a, a podcast called Spooks, and and that's S B O O K S, and it's by an author Derek um, Merrick, and he's joined on there by various other Scottish crime writers and things like that as well. You, you'll get Douglas Skelton on there and um, he's also got Gordon Brown on there a few times and things like that as well. And it's just uh, it's a good kind of fun kind of listen to hear about them talking about their books and he does some interviews with people and things like that. And it's, it's a great weekend of podcast to kind of just kind of, if you're a, if you're a fan of crime fiction or Scottish crime fiction in particular, you'll definitely can enjoy listening to, to that podcast. So, Harry, have you, have you got any podcasts or anything like that you want to fire in there? 
Yeah, and actually, in some ways, it ties on quite nicely from that. Um, because I picked out um a series of podcasts by a, a Scottish group um known as um Big Light, and they do it's it's a series of podcasts that was founded by Janice Forsyth, um, and one of theirs is Tartan Noir. Uh, which Theresa Talbot talking uh, to various crime writers uh, about, about that as well. And you'll find a link to that in Eyes Learn. But what actually got me started there was Talk Media as one of their podcasts, which if you listened to Radio Scotland at all, um, the Stuart Cosgrove and Professor Eamon O'Neill, uh, along with Anna Burnside, used to do a slot on a Thursday where they looked at the world of media and the stories that were that were kind of in the press at the time and, and, and kind of analysed it. And th- they've moved over onto this platform. Um, and it's 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 a fabulous, for me, just a, a, a weekly update on some of the things that are going on. But one of the ones that they have also worked on, um, as I say, they, the, the Big Light Production Network have worked on, is something called Ida Schuessler's Old School. And I have to admit, I haven't actually listened to this yet. But it's one that I'm I'm heading for on on the daily walks um, in the next week or so, and just to plug in and and listen to this. Ida was uh, the world's oldest podcaster. She was 101 when she died last month. <laughs> um, she was born in Glasgow in 1918 uh, from Jewish immigrant parents, and she got involved in um various community theatre groups in the Gorbals uh, and initially with a Jewish theatre group um, but as they all, all the groups merged together it became known as Glasgow Unity Theatre and she went on to have a successful career in, in the theatre and actually appeared in things like Taggart and, and River City as well and, and she's from what I understand she's sort of talking about her perspective of growing up in that world in sort of, sort of 20th century theatre um, and Alan Cummings has has sort of introduced it, who's another of my favourites. So it's definitely on my to be listened to very, very shortly list. Um, so I recommend anything that they're producing. Um, it, it's it's all got a kind of Scottish feel to it. And uh, there's I think five podcasts out under that stable at the moment, with more to come from what I can see as well. So it's um the big light network of podcasts that I definitely would recommend. Go away and find out and see if you can see something there that um you, you you might enjoy phyllis how about you well you know i'm a gig goer you know i'm missing out and going to my live gigs um <laughs> i've had so many sorry it's rescheduled or actually we're not going to bother now so i spent a lot of time on spotify because i miss going and seeing the warm-up bands and i miss getting introduced to new music and I'm finding that Spotify is really helping with that because you get all these suggestions for genres of music. And sometimes it's even a genre that you wouldn't even think about listening to. And as I kind of rider on that, I've come across a couple of different artists that I wouldn't normally listen to. Um, one of them being Nico Case, who I'd heard a wee bit about and I didn't know very much about her. And from Spotify, I then found a site called songexploder.net and it gives you interviews with the singers, with with the the lyricists and basically explodes the song. So 
where they got their inspiration, what they were doing when they were writing it, how they how they actually created it, how they brought the producer and the the sound manager and all these kind of things in, and it's been a completely different view of music for me because I'm used to the kind of big flashy lights and all the glitter and smoke bombs and all that kind of thing. And it's been great <laughs> to see the background of it as well and to hear all about it. So I've been I've thoroughly enjoyed that, and I would definitely recommend Spotify and Song Exploder. They're definitely a wee bit of something different to expand your information on music and get your genres a wee bit wider that's actually just made me think of of something that i really enjoyed um during lockdown i'm a huge biffy pyro fan simon neil has been doing live sessions every friday i think i think i think the last i think the last one was the last the last one he was doing for a while because of the album monster coming up with but uh, but that has definitely been my friday night highlight has been catching the biffy pyro live set uh, over the, the last few weeks um, and it's been great just to see him sitting in his house with his guitars playing some songs and because because these people are in lockdown as well exactly, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and so they, so that that's how they're spending their, their lockdown is, is by trying to kind of keep people entertained which is fantastic as well um, do we want to move on to the, the kind of ancestry one or the, or, or the kind of family history type section Um I am going to put in one. I, I discovered this today, actually. Um, I was I was looking at a computer active magazine, which I know is the only random place to try and find anything about genealogy. Um, but uh, I was looking at that, and and they seem to have a kind of a sort of semi regular, at least, kind of section about helping find genealogy sources online. Um, which which I thought was quite a, a nice feature to have in there, and and. Uh, Again, we had had um, a family history session with part of I think Learn Libraries earlier in the week, and I just thought it kind of picked with me a little bit about how that that that's my kind of highlighting some of the great sources that that are out there to kind of help people on online, and a little bit of a plug. It's available on RB Digital to download, <laughs> so you can sign up and get get access to it there. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, Hilary, do you want to kind of throw anything in for that one? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep throwing the plugs in as well. Um, if you go back onto IsoLearn, you'll see that you sources like Ancestry, that's, again, where we do quite a lot of work with people coming into to the Login to Learn centres and the libraries. Um, we have made um, an offer there about a bit of time available for people who maybe aren't able to access the institution version just now that we can we, we can do that for you just now. But I'm going to pick up on another site that we did put into there. Uh, and it's called Billion Graves. And it's a, a family history set, site where people are being encouraged worldwide to capture images of gravestones. Because it's all very well if you know a little bit about it, but sometimes just having an, an, an image and actually being able to go and see what was on um, somebody's gravestone gives you some clues, uh, some other clues about who you're looking for um, in in the, the sort of family tree as well. But the the images are only brilliant if you can read them. And so what they've been doing as well is getting people to capture the headstones and put the images up. Um, they've been asking people to sit and transcribe some of the images so that you're basically looking at the image. And if you can read it, you fill in the boxes. You put in, you know, their people's names, their their um, dates of birth and death, if it's there, um, 
any any other bits of pieces, just even just the, the epitaph or who else is listed on the same grave, the headstone and so on. So I have found myself every so often just sitting working through, you know, maybe eight or ten photographs, just transcribing things that people have taken previously and just adding that bit of information to. So it, it's the sort of thing, even if, you know, you can't actually get out and you're maybe, you know, you really are sort of in lock, real lockdown. Um, it's a great way to kind of still keep some of that stuff going. Um, and if you're able to, to, to pass somewhere on a, a walk and there's 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 headstones you can be uploaded and, and, and as lockdown measures are lifted a wee bit, then it's something that people can start to contribute to as well. Because if they, they're, they're doing the, the GPS uh, location on it. And once you subscribe to the site, people will, will actually you know put up requests of, I'm looking for so-and-so in such and such an area. I believe they're in this cemetery. Can somebody grab the, the photograph or transcribe it? for me as well so it's a, it's a good um use of technology to pull everybody together worldwide so that you can you can get information from where you need it as well so yeah that would be my recommendation for that one sounds good Carlos, have, yeah. you, have you got anyone to put well you know being a busy person even in lockdown much as I'd love to spend time, um, get a good watch of time and spend some time working on something, I've found that I've been using Twitter for a lot of things. Um, and one of the one of the uh, groups I've come across is the Ancestry Hour, which is a, a Twitter base for every day. It's got professionals, amateurs, anybody with an interest in genealogy and family history. So you kind of meet up virtually, exchange tips, promote your services, ask some questions. So obviously, you know, we're getting to do a wee bit of institutional research and sometimes I get to nip on and throw in a wee, a wee advert for the stuff that we can do. And it's it's been fantastic because it's across the world. You know, you're just, you're getting a wee bit of something from everybody. And... Yeah. Getting other people's view on how they're doing it, like Hillary was saying with the with the headstones, I realised just how important that kind of thing was to people, and the response you get back from people when you're able to send them a wee picture of something local. And it's sometimes recently it was a guy from Florida, and I managed to send him a picture of his great 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 auntie's house, which is about three doors down from me. It's been fantastic. It makes the world such a small place. So definitely have a wee look at Ancestry Hour. And I think that does, it, it, that that helps sort of that feeling of isolation that we maybe are feeling right, right now as well. You, you know, you, you become part of a bigger community online if you can do that sort of thing. Absolutely. And that just that yeah. wee, that chat element that you get with Twitter as well, that you're not you're not sitting reading through screeds and screeds of information. You're getting the kind of chat, you're, you're sending your response, you're getting something back to the person straight away. It does make it feel a lot more like a conversation. And you're not out there on your own anymore. Yeah. Uh, if if anyone has picked up on how fantastic a podcast host I am, they'll also have noticed that I can't spell learn and skipped over explore. <laughs> so I thought you were just testing. <laughs> so so we'll, so we'll skip back one to go to explore and and I'll uh, and I'll pick up on. Uh, I I discovered an app recently. Um, called Daily Art, which um, I'm quite a big fan of art and, and I quite like going to museums and seeing paintings and things like that. And, and this app has kind of been quite a, a great a great little find for me because it basically send, sends like an, a, a, a new work of art to your phone for you to have a look, a look at. And it also kind of gives a little bit of 
background knowledge as to um, if we like like the kind of the artist and the, the kind of story behind the, the, the art and things like that. And you, and the, there is a paid version of it, um, which you can the, the but there also there is also a free section as well. So so you can kind of download it and just use the free free version and kind of still get that kind of sort of daily fix of art straight straight to your phone, which has been fantastic. Um, and I've really enjoyed kind of kind of kind of flipping through that. And you can also kind of there's a kind of random feature on it for it kind of can you can click on it and it kind of flips back through kind of previous ones that's highlighted and things like that as well. So it's um it's been a, a kind of nice wee find to kind of bring some um some old uh, paintings into new technology of your your mm-hmm. smartphone straight to straight to you. And without the need to go to art galleries throughout the world to try and kind of find them as well, which is which is very important at the moment since we can't go to, to any of them presently. So, um, I, I quite like that one. Hilary, have you got any explore ones you might throw in there? Um, I came across one of these oh YouTube clips, the slow TV stuff, um, and it's a nearly ten-hour train journey. In the, to their Norwegian Arctic Circle now. Just before anybody thinks I've had more time on my hands than I really have, <laughs> I have not. I like to state now, I have not watched this start to finish. Yes, you um, have. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know that way you can put this sort of fire flickering flames on yeah. on, on, a, on a screen and just, it's just sort of there in the background. This is a really cool um, journey, and if I get it right, it's the Nordland Line, which runs between Trondheim and. I think it's called Bodo in the, the Arctic Circle. It's their longest railway line. And it's done, the one I've been watching is done in winter. And it is just absolutely fabulous. You just sort of let it run. And it's just this, like the scenery passing. And actually sometimes just having that running for a wee while, you sort of think, oh gosh, I'm out there and I'm I'm, I'm back in a, in a world where I can actually travel and put my feet up and not have to do anything at the same time. Although I have to admit, it has been sort of there sometimes just as I've been working on other things just to make me feel like I can escape from it all. So yeah, that's on, as I say, it's on YouTube. Um, and if you just set, look for um, the train journey to the, the Norwegian Arctic Circle, you'll, you'll find it quite easily on that. And I, I, it's, it's fabulous. Just sit back, no ticket, no cost relax and you can see the journey from from the cab all the way up um as 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 they head north so yeah that's my escape i really like that one actually uh, and do you know what, I, my, my son who's obsessed with trains at the moment would probably quite like that too so i might have to go kind of look that one up to, to let him see it so uh fellas do you want to throw any explore uh, yeah, well, again, sort of, I kind of started with YouTube um, because I love reading about the the pyramids and the um, the pharaohs and that kind of thing. And I came across uh, it's called the Giza Project at Harvard University have done, and it's a three D representation of the the tomb of Queen Mary Sank the Third. Easy for you to say. No, I've been practicing that all day. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> when you go into the tour at first, it's absolutely fab because it gives you, it, it lets you see all the layers. So you see the, the, sort of the wee bit that's above the ground and then you get all the, the bit as you're kind of a tunneling down and if you're where the actual sarcophagus would be. But the way they've done it is it's superb and it's it's great from a learning point of view as well for older people or people who are just starting to use a tablet. 
because it's got yeah. wee anchors on it and when you tap the anchor it gives you a bit of information about the the images that are painted on the tomb or it'll tell you about the carving or who the carvings who the carving is why that particular carving's there like we, we queen uh, mary think it was because of the female aspect of it and and bigging up women in the egyptian culture but there's also some really, really cool photographs of the original expedition. And when you when they're excavating right at you know, so it's all these really old um beams of wood holding up bits of rubble and things like this. It's absolutely fantastic. And you tap on it, you get your photograph, you get your wee clip with who was doing what and when it happened. It's just it's a great wee it's a great wee video, it's a great tour, it's a great learning tool for kids. It's a great learning tool if you're just getting to grips with using the touch screen. And for if you're a bit of an Egypt geek like me, it's just absolutely fascinating. <laughs> so yeah, definitely have a wee look at the Visa project and have a look at that virtual tour. So we did we, we did uh, we did um a little bit of travelling on, on a couple of days off, as it were. Uh, and it ended up at the Roman at the Colosseum in Rome oh, on uh, Google using Google Arts and Culture. And again, it's the same, a similar kind of idea in that they've, they've pulled a lot of 360 uh, images together. But one of the freakiest things, that I, so I suddenly looked at somebody and I thought, you've got a body, but no legs. <laughs> and then and then we turned, we turned down another street and here's this pair of legs with a torso on it. <laughs> Just the way they've rendered the pictures together. So, you know. When technology, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But what 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 scared me what scared me more is my husband actually didn't notice. It was later on when I said to him about that. He looked at me like I, I had to take it back and show him that actually, yeah. So so like the brain does compensate sometimes for what you expect to see there as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. The next one we've got is relax. Um, now one of my favorite ways how you try and relax is definitely by reading. So I am going to. Do another little plug. Um, honestly, uh, I'm not paid to put these plugs in. Yeah, yeah. to put these plugs in. But, um, but the next plug is going to be for our bar box service. Um, obviously, our libraries are closed still, and um, so reading material might be running a bit dry for you. But we do have our bar box service, which you can sign up to and get access to ebooks and e audio books twenty four seven. You can do it at three o'clock in the morning if you really like, and. You can kind of find lots of great fiction and non and, and non fiction and both in e e audio and not kind of standard ebooks as well. Um, I find reading a great way how to relax to the point where sometimes my wife kind of pokes fun at me because I end up falling asleep most nights trying to try to kind of read my pages of of the book. So um, it's definitely a, a, a great source of relaxation for me to kind of pick up a good story and get stuck into it and. Box is a perfect way how to access that right now. Well, we're still in lockdown. Yeah. So, Harry, have you got any relaxation or relax yeah, tips? Yeah, in? it's funny because I I do read a lot usually, but one of the things I find, I, I go through spells where I find it really difficult to read, and I've hit one of those at this point, um, which is not great because I had that pile of books and I thought, oh, great, time to get through them. I actually got some time to sit and read. And, and like you, thought, you know, as you do as well, fall asleep reading. It's, it's why I don't need hardbacks because it hurts. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to head off on to, again, something else we've, we've linked to on Learn, which is the National Theatre. 
um, because they, like like other people, have made some of their historic content available. And National Theatre are streaming uh, a play every week. Was live on a Thursday night, uh, and, and it runs for a for a week. And right at the beginning of it, um, I kind of started to pick up one or two, and I've fallen away from it a wee bit, but. As of tonight, they've got um, Gillian Anderson in A Streetcar Named Desire. And it's one of these books that I've kind of meant to, I've, I've played, I've meant to pick up for never done so. So definitely thinking, time to get in and have a look at that one. There's been so many great versions of that and I can imagine she would be really, really good playing that character. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. And then um, next week they've got... Uh, a play called This House, which I had hoped I might have actually got to see, got to see at some point because it's it's um it's it, it's kind of set in ninety if I remember right it was nineteen seventy four and it was the kind of first British hung Parliament and it's all the politicians and the MPs are trying to break the rules almost as they were at the time in order to actually get something to work. Um, which I think could be pretty pretty good. I think probably quite a bit of comedy. We did um, at, at one point knit back and actually watch a little bit of Yes Minister, um, you know, early on in, in in lockdown, just for that pure escapism and, and absolute funny. But I'm I'm going to dip back into that and on the music side of it as well. Um, the Royal Albert Hall in London have also been making um some lockdown materials so people who are supposed to play there are tending to do a live at home session as well um and again i've dipped into one or two i've dipped into it when they, they did um they were going to show brassed off live and they were going to do some stuff there so they had picked up some stuff they'd done before um and sort of spoke to a lot of the, the cast about it and grind thought should have been there playing but um I think it was Channel 4, maybe Film 4, actually then sort of showed that, that film that night. Um, but I noticed like Kaiser Chiefs are playing, are doing a, a lockdown session next next weekend, I think it is. So that's on the, the calendar for us. Try and remember to, to sign in and go and watch mm -hmm. that one for a change as well. But yeah, I, 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 I'm funny, I, I have found, I, I don't really, I'm not really settling to, to things like this as much, just in lockdown for some reason. Um, not sure why, but it's a bit frustrating and a bit annoying. But I'm hoping that these ones will get me back into it over the next few weeks. Good stuff, um, uh, Phyllis. You got one for uh, relax again. Like you guys, I generally read, and like Hillary, I am so struggling to get into things just now. I've got about five or six different books on the go, and different genres and I've got a couple of different audiobooks going in Borrowbox as well and it's just a wee bit of everything and nothing was quite catching me so I went back to the kind of a instant grab again and as you both know I have two almost teenage daughters and they come up with some really mad things from various different apps and they sent to me a hashtag what did I learn today off Instagram and Lots, obviously, lots of people are adding things in. What did I learn today? Some of them are are fabulous. They're really philosophical, and and then you get. Did you know that spiders have got transparent blood? Really, I didn't know that. 
I had no idea. I, I wonder what that is when you stand on them and they squish. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that could, I have to say the transparent blood, it definitely caught me. And then I discovered yeah. that there's a there's various different um, mental health professionals are um, putting things on it as well. And there's a doctor, uh, Kelly James, who puts regular meditations onto it. And one of our Monday meditations, and I've written this down because I'm really sad and I wanted to get it right. But what she said was, when the isolation comes to an end, and it will end, ask yourself, who do I want to be? What did I learn? And how did I help? So if you jump onto Isolearn, we <laughs> will help you become what you want to be because, my goodness, do we have some great things for people to learn because, after all, who knew spiders are transparent blood? Yeah, I think it's important, though, on that, yeah. that you know, I, I know right at the beginning there was quite a lot of pressure that people felt about they, they had to learn and they had to do courses and they and, yeah. and I know we're, we're going to come to that part of, the, of, of, of our Isolearn resources in a moment. But I think we've both touched on it there that I, isolation is, is not always the right time for people to do that exactly. and take on kind of big traditional yeah. courses. And I think it's where what we were trying to do with this was, was was kind of push out that idea that learning is not just about sitting down and doing courses. And so it's it's about not giving you know not feeling that you haven't achieved anything if all you've learned is that you know spider's blood is transparent. That's a really really cool thing to learn. Well, listen to it. It's just those little bits and pieces. But it's I think it's important just to kind of remind people at the moment that yeah, you know it's, not, it's not about going on and doing courses. Yeah, take the pressure off yourself. If you want to do a course, do a course. If you want to learn about spiders or cockroaches that can live for two weeks without their head. Jump on. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. So uh, we will come on to the, the sort of maybe more traditional uh, learning sections now with with our nurture section. So we, the, the reason why we called nurture was we're kind of thinking nurture nurture your mind and kind of take a course and, and learn something new. So what what I was going to highlight for on this with me being a bit of an Apple fan. Um, I was going to touch on iTunes U, which is uh, an app that's that's kind of native to to Apple uh, devices, and you you can access lots of really kind of really interesting free courses on there that you can kind of sign up to, take part in, and kind of kind of learn at your own pace, and and uh, and it's it's got literally thousands of stuff of different courses on there on various different topics. And some, quite a lot of them, um, are are kind of sort of big universities from around the world that you can kind of they've created the content for and they've put it on there to access for all, all for free. So, um, and I think there's I think there's possibly some of it that is paid content as well, but there's definitely uh, is kind of a, quite a lot of free content on there to access. Um, and you can like I say you can sign up to it. Work your way through it at your own pace and and learn some really interesting stuff. So I'll I'll throw in iTunes U for something that people should maybe have a look at and see what they can they can see if anything, if anything grabs their attention. Um, Hilary, have you got any nurture yeah, items you want to throw in? Pick up on your iTunes U. Actually, the Smithsonian Museums in uh, Washington, D.C. Most of them have got content on iTunes U, and it's absolutely fabulous. That it's definitely worth even just dipping into. Dorothy's shoes from the Wizard of Oz, the red the red slippers are on there somewhere. Um 
a wee bit like my my reading not going to plan. Um, my 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 learning's also not really going to plan here too. <laughs> and I found myself dipping into a couple of things. I I've, I've dipped in just in the last couple of days to Google Digital Garage again. Um, and again, the link is is there on the ISO Learn pages. Um, Google have pulled together a whole lot of resources, mainly about their own stuff, but um, I've been pick, dipping into some stuff about artificial intelligence and machine-based learning, which sounds really, really complex, um, but actually go and watch the videos and you'll realize, the, the clips, you'll realize actually it, it, it's pretty, relatively straightforward at that first level, just to, to sort of start and think about it. Um, but one of the things I've done quite a lot of work in over the last few years is um, kind of newer technologies. And I've kind of got a wee bit fascinated with how much information is out there and how much of what we do on a day to day basis is actually now controlled by computing, coding and that kind of learning. And, and even with um, some of the work that's been done just now on the, the COVID responses and stuff, the, looking at the big data side of that. Um, so I've kind of dipped my toes a wee bit into there, but um, I did I did end up on edX, which is there and under the, the stuff that's come up from my world of work. Again, it's another platform where a lot of universities and uh, other organisations have been putting things. And I did end up on a Microsoft enrolling on a Microsoft course to to kind of get a bit more knowledge about some of their products and the big data stuff and. I have to admit, by the time we got into SQL like programming language, I sort of looked at it and went, I kind of understand it, but I'm not able to do that. And it's a step too far. So I've got another I've got another 10 days or so to get that course finished. Oh no, I've got four days to get that course finished. And before I lose access to it, mm, this is a bit hit and miss. I may not get to the end of that one. That sounds like a lot of cramming to try and get that finished. Yeah. Or, or a lot of just watching the videos and not doing the practical exercises might come into that one, definitely. But I'll hold my hands up. Sometimes, sometimes with learning, though, it's about trying something and, and realising that you're not going to get to the end of it as well. So just dip, dip your toes in. And that's what I love about things like that is that there's been so much free online learning in the past, but obviously with, with colleges, universities and others coming on board now, and, and really moving into that, there's there's so much more coming on board that, you know, go and have a look. And even if it's just a sort of quick lunchtime, 10 minute learn, there's, there's there's usually quite a lot of things you can pick up. And just it is just that little bit of knowledge about something else um, or or the whole chance to go and learn about a completely new topic and change your career. But nah, you know, but actually, not in all seriousness, um, the, the My World of Work site, has been pulling together resources for people who are on furlough or who are facing the fact that they may need to start to think about changing their career as a result of what's been been going on. Uh, and so there is, again, access to an awful lot of courses being made available on there for free at the present moment. So just plug all of those basically at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> Phyllis, how about you? Have you actually managed to settle to anything or? Well, like a lot of people, and you might sympathise with me or you might just think, get a grip, Phyllis, but I've got a bit of a problem in my fridge at the minute. Every time... Oh, the door opens too ah, easily. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I walk past it, the door opens. Is it the yoghurt or the, uh, the apple that's winking at me? No, it's that wee chocolate mousse in the back corner. 
And I've I I disposed. I will put my hand up and say I disposed of my wearable about the second week into lockdown because when I was looking at my number of steps, I was just absolutely distraught. I thought, well, you just one lazy article of a woman. This is ridiculous. So, I haven't really been looking at my fitness pal very much because I was a bit ashamed of myself, to be honest. And then one of my daughters was saying, you know, we have to get up and we should be doing this and we should be doing that. Right, right, okay. And I actually discovered that on my fitness pal, there is a great blog stream. And they blog lots of things like they've got 11 walking tips to lose weight faster. And none of it involves walking past your fridge. Just, I know, I know. Um, Protein-packed grilling recipes, 30-minute strength workout. But they've also, not only have they got personal trainers and professional runners and sports people, they've got sports psychologists as well. And they've got the professionals telling us, yeah, look after you, look at your calorie control, look at your food information. But at the end of the day, you do what you can do that day. And tomorrow's a fresh day and we'll start again and keep your food diary and things will get better and we'll do it incrementally. And I found that quite good for us as a family um, because rather than doing the whole let's grab the chocolate mousse out of the back of the fridge that we've been we've, we've been doing lots of home economic lessons shall we say there's been a lot of cooking going on and it's, um, it's definitely starting to get a wee bit show-offy in this house there's a bit of competition going on so uh, yeah definitely my fitness pal has got so much fab information and the recipes and stuff on it are just superb so yeah covers a wee bit of everything gives you the wee Gives you the wee 10 minutes that you can jump in and pull out a wee bit of information. Gives you something that's a wee bit longer. Gives you a half hour workout or a 50 minute workout if you want. Or a wee bit of CBT therapy, listening to somebody talking, giving you some, some pointers for having a family discussion to just make sure everybody's feeling as well as they can be. So, yeah, I definitely. And again, it's a free app. You can buy it. You can get the, the more... Um, the, the fancier versions of it that do more things for you, but the actual basic app itself is absolutely superb. And even without your wearable, it's definitely worth having a look at. Fantastic. Fantastic. So there we go. We've managed to run through um, our learn topics. A bit misspelled by me, but uh, we got there in the end. Um, and I think we've kind of managed to hit some fantastic kind of learning opportunities for everyone amongst all that. Um, we can't end the podcast without mentioning a bit more about Think Learn Libraries. Um, Think Learn Libraries is our um, learning fortnight. We are around about halfway through at the moment. So there will, by the time this podcast is live, there will be about another week's worth of events still to go. And that will include things like the Science of Book Bug, and um, there'll be a Philosophy Cafe video going live on YouTube as well. And also there'll be a kind of a little bit about social media and collaborative tools and things like that as well. So if you visit www.culturenl.co.uk slash thinklearnlibraries, you'll see the whole listing of the events there and you can sign up to get, get invited to WebEx meetings for some of them and, and come along and, and sort of learn a bit more as well through that. So um do come along and see that but i think it's i think we've kind of reached the end of our podcast so thank you hillary for and phyllis for joining me um and thank you everyone who's listened who hopefully you've learned some new stuff and do watch out for future episodes of the podcast coming in the near future as well so um thank you guys and um we'll see you in the next episode bye for now guys